What's up, people? Another episode of Justice Sports. Jamal K. Davis here with you. Been another fine week. Looking forward to a weekend of relaxing, watching a little sports. You know, I know, I always say I'm going to get to these like twice a week pods and then I end up doing one every seven or eight days. And so I have a buildup of things that I wanted to talk about today. We'll talk NBA. A little golf. Got some golf. And uh, college football. And then we will end on the National Football League. I'm going to go in order and start with the NBA. Now, it's been very difficult. Something that is still, you know, difficult for anybody whose parent has passed away and you are trying your best to manage that. And I am trying my best to manage that. And not just remembering your dad makes it you know, something that can occur over and over and over again. But man, do I feel guilty now. And I did when he, when my dad was still with us, criticizing the refs. But I can't help but being just so, so disappointed in the referees in the Knicks-Pistons game. And I think that the NBA is in real trouble because the refs and the players are really laying in to the referees and accepting whatever the punishment is. Probably because most of them are multimillionaires and what's $10,000 or $25,000 to them, including some of the coaches. That's one. And... Obviously, players have been very critical as well. But that play near the end of overtime between the Knicks and Pisses is unacceptable. And what is the point of a two-minute report if it's not like it's going to reverse the game? And not that realistically you can reverse the game. I mean, come on. That would take it a bit too far in terms of next steps of what um, a league should do. I mean, you you can reverse a call in the game, but you're not going to be like, oh, actually, okay, we'll say the Pistons won that game because we messed up. Like, we know that's not going to happen. But not only is it unacceptable, but it's like, well, then what are you going to do? You're going to run out of refs? No, refs can't be perfect. As my dad would always say, well, if you know, you miss some, you make some. But that was so blatant. I think that's the part that bothers me when it's a blatant foul. And that was blatant. The ref was right there in front of the play. And to see, oh gosh, actually it's so long ago. Was that Alec Burke? Like it just, it just, or DiVincenzo. I don't even remember anymore. I've watched so many many NBA games, the, Rosters are running together. Players are running together. But something's got to be done. You just you just can't let that happen. 
The refs are a joke. And I wish that NBA TV and TNT would have covered it more. But really, I know that they're partners and you want to play nice with the NBA. And I get that. I do. But something's got to be done. I mean, Adam Silver has got to do more than a, a statement to just say, oh, yeah, we got to, you know, the NBA refs have to be better. Because the problem with it is that they're at the top of the they're supposed to be at the top of their game. You can miss a call in a scrum. You can't see through players, but not in a situation like that. And there was a right. I think it was he was within his right. If you're Monty Williams to not complain, I mean to complain, but not get fined. You shouldn't get fined in a situation like that. You say, yeah, we messed up, and you have a right to, you know, make a big deal about it. You should have that right. You should have that right. Refs are not perfect. Players are not perfect. But you should be the best of the best. And they're not. I was watching the other night. Nikola Jokic is amazing. Denver surging. If Jamal Murray is okay. He got hurt the other night. Yesterday night as a matter of fact. But the the Nuggets are starting to climb back up to the top. And he is, may not be the most exciting with dunks and all that stuff, but he's the best player in the NBA, hands down. There is no player better than Jokic, and you know that. But it's also sad because we also know, unfortunately, NBA doesn't want them in the finals again. The ratings will be so low. The ratings were low last year. Nikola Jokic, when they did, and and I imagine that's why they didn't do the picking teams again this year. Jokic was the last player selected at the All-Star game. I think that was in Utah. Last player. The best player on the court was the last player taken in the All-Star game. This doesn't work. Denver doesn't work. Nobody wants to watch Denver. And that's unfortunate because you are missing out on seeing the best player in the NBA. I think he is the MVP. Yeah, I know you could say Jason Tatum too. But Jokic is the best. Jokic is the best. Wimbanyama, can he be the best? I don't know. His stat line the other night against Oklahoma City was kind of ridiculous. Just a little bit ridiculous. I mean, the amount of... The the stat line for Wimbanyama... 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 5 blocks. He's already had a 5 by 5 uh what? Maybe 2 3 games ago. First player ever with 5 or more points, rebounds, assists, steals and blocks. Uh, I, I, he wasn't the only one, but it was like him and one other person. I forget. Hakeem Olajuwon maybe. Man, it was so long ago. 
But as I watched the game, it made me think of John Wall. Because I don't like that there's even a race for MVP. When Bayama should get rookie of the year. I said MVP, my apologies, I meant rookie of the year. Because I remember when John Wall was a rookie. And because Blake Griffin got hurt the year before, he was still considered a rookie, which I thought was unfair on multiple accounts. Just because he was hurt, it's not like he wasn't traveling with the team. It's not like he went back to Oklahoma, right? Didn't he go to Oklahoma and had to stay in college while he healed? No, he was getting a year of some form of NBA training, right? He was with the coaches. He was around the teams. He was around the veterans, telling them things about the game. He was at all the practices. So he's not a rookie. That's my issue with it. And so when I hear Chet Holmgren and Victor Wimbanyama, the Eiffel Tower, that they are competing for Rookie of the Year, I think it's unfair. Chet Holmgren had a year of, of NBA basketball. Not only that, for you to even think you can compare the two. Uh, I got three letters for you. S-G-A. Shea Gilgis-Alexander plays for Oklahoma City. Yeah, they're a much better team. Come on. San Antonio's been awful for a while. There is nobody on that team, really, that you would say they're anywhere near the level of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And that's why Oklahoma, let's see Chet Holmgren and Victor Wimbayama switch sides. I don't think there'd even be a case for Chet Holmgren to potentially be in the running for rookie of the year. I just don't like it. And I think that the rule should change. The rule has to change. Because Victor Wimbanyama is the rookie of the year. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Another thing I don't think is unfair. Not going to spend a lot of time on it. On these two things. It's unfair to Bronny James at USC to keep comparing him to his NBA draft stock. The last game I watched with USC, he wasn't starting. I think of like, you can go all the way back to Michael Jordan. His son was never that great at the NBA. I don't think he put pressure on the NBA. Michael Jordan did, even if he wanted to, maybe he could, to make a team draft LeBron James's son. But they're going to. And like, eh, he's all right. But you know that LeBron James is... Probably speed dialing Adam Silver. Hey, yeah, man, you know, uh, we got to get my son. I want to play with my son. So some team is going to draft him, even if he's not worthy. And it probably in some ways going to put pressure on the Lakers to be that team. Because LeBron James wants to play with his son. And whatever team drafts LeBron James's son, LeBron James will go and play for that team. So he can have that distinction. He probably, that, and he's probably going to say, I'm going to retire, right? I feel like you could put money on that. Next season will be LeBron James's last season. He will play with his son. It'll be the whole tour where he's saying goodbye, and he'll be teaching his son about the league, all of that kind of stuff. That's going to happen. That's my bold prediction, if you will.
And it's probably not even that bold. A lot of people probably thinking the same way. I think I'm going to touch on this Matt Barnes. He was fired from his job uh, doing color for Sacramento Kings because he's put his hands on a high school kid who was calling the game, uh, a high school game that he was attending. Apparently, he was berating the refs and getting really, you know, boisterous and upset. And he claims he heard the kid tell him to sit the bleep down, something to that effect. And I don't believe he did. I really do not believe that kid said that. After I heard the way the kid was calling the game, um, maybe Matt Barnes probably heard someone in the vicinity of the play-by-play person saying that. And maybe Matt Barnes thought that's what was said. I just thought it was a little harsh to say we're going to fire him from the broadcast. But you know what? Maybe they've been wanting to do that anyway. So there was an easy way to say, hey, yeah, we can get rid of Matt Barnes this way. He doesn't fit our image in Sacramento, whatever the case may be. Matt Barnes definitely has a checkered past. And he won't be the first, won't be the last former professional athlete to do something dumb and will, you know, it costs him his job. You know, maybe next year he'll get another one. They'll let this die down. Okay, yep. Then he'll go somewhere else. We shall see. It remains to be seen, right? Yeah, it remains to be seen. But I thought it was a little harsh in my mind to fire him. He didn't hit the kid, didn't push the kid. He said, he said, I put my hand on just like I would any other son. I mean, shoot, I'm coaching third grade basketball. Okay, maybe a couple times I put my hand on a player like, I mean, certainly not the way Matt Barnes did, but just to talk to him, to talk to my team, excuse me, not the other team. Hey, let's, you know, hey, let's get back in the game. You're doing all right. It just seemed like it got blown way out of proportion. It really did. It really did. Another thing I'm thinking is getting blown way out of proportion. And you know what? Nope. I'll check that. Check that. Check that. Not blown out of proportion, but I'm more tired of the story. Is the players leaving for live golf? It was a story that came out. John Rahm said that Tiger was ghosting him. But John Rahm said it best. Look, first of all, he's got to look out for himself, number one. And he said, look, I get more guaranteed money, I play less, and I'll have a longer career. You can't fault anyone for doing that. Don't, again, don't give me the human rights thing. America, come on. We've had our human rights things too. I'm an American citizen just like you listening. Well, maybe not. You're from somewhere else. Hopefully I got a lot of listeners. But no country can say that they have, they are, you know, absolved of any human rights issues. Let's just not go there. And it's hypocrisy to say, oh, Saudi Arabia, oh, this sports washing. Come on, just give me a break with that. All right? There are plenty of people, expats, whatever, that are living and working in Saudi Arabia. You don't pay any attention to them. You're just focusing on these live players 
Or now soccer players going to play over there. Chill out on that. It's a bit overkill. In my mind, it's a bit of an overkill. Not to mention the fact that the PGA Tour is trying to work on a deal with Live Golf. Okay, maybe that was December when they were trying to when it was when the deadline for the deal was. But it's just it's just too much. I feel like if you have a problem with John Rahm or anybody else that went to the Live Golf Tour, you are a hater. That's all it is. You are a hater. Just let them go make their money. Let them go play golf and come back. Do I like the tour? Not really. I've watched it. I shouldn't say I don't like the tour. I watch Live Tour sometimes. Then I watch the PGA. I need to probably watch it more often because it is really busy and you're trying to keep up with the team score and the player score and the it's a lot more rowdy like the waste management uh, Phoenix Open, right? Yeah, it's a little wilder. But the fact that Rory McIlroy is happy for John Rahm, just let it happen. You made your money, John's making his, X, Y, Z, right? Just let it go. Let it go. What I've let go of a long time ago is college football playoff, bowl games. Never liked bowl games. I was always like, well, what, who's the national champion? And they rotate between Rose and Orange, Fiesta, and Cotton of who gets the championship game. I like the playoffs. Didn't like it at four teams. Didn't like that the Seminoles didn't get in. And the ACC didn't get a chance at the championship. I like 14-team playoff. I could go for 12. If you say the top two seeds get a bye, maybe. Because I don't quite understand if we're doing 14. Maybe it's still 12 and the two get a bye. That's the only thing where I'm like, ah, I don't, I got to read, I want to read up more. And then frankly, unfortunately, I did not even think about the fact that I had that pinged and I didn't read the full story. But the bottom line is whether 14, whatever the case may be, I just am happy we're getting a, a playoff that's a little bit bigger. Yes, just like March Madness, which is coming up very soon, some team will be left out. Some team will be on the bubble in college football just like it is in college basketball. That is guaranteed. Guaranteed, as Charles Barkley likes to say. Which is funny. My mom was like, hey, I really like this Charles Barkley guy. He's pretty funny. She listened to a podcast with him and Shaq. He is really funny. Man, if I could have one show I'd love to host, that that would be the show. If I could be in Ernie Johnson's shoes, man. Oh, that's the show. That's the show. But I I... I like the playoffs. I like more playoffs. I always thought it was weird in college football that they had all of December off. No, add some playoff games in there. I know NFL does Saturday games in the winter. No need to be scared of the NFL. It'll work it out. You know, play them all at night. Something. 
But I do want to see more of a playoff format. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to have more teams get in. I love. I just love playoffs. Now, I know I, t- I was upset. And I don't like when professional athletes say, oh, you know, I'm just kind of coasting, ready for the playoffs. No, regular season is just as important. So it can come down to that one game. It still can come down to that one game. So I'm all for the regular season, but I love playoffs. Another thing I would love is for NFL players to be able to fight for guaranteed contracts. I am so bummed out for all of these players that signed these deals. Like the report came out about how the New England Patriots released cornerback J.C. Jackson. Due to financial consideration after they traded for him, signed him to a nice chunk of change. He even, uh, what did he sign for? He signed a five-year, $82.5 million contract as a free agent in March 2022. He even cut down on his salary to give the Patriots more salary cap. And now what do they do? Now that he was getting the real base salary that he was supposed to get in 2024, 25, and 26, which was over the in the $12 million range as reported by ESPN, now they're just going to release him. And he just can't make that money. I don't like that. I don't like the way the NFL teams can just cut players and cancel out contracts. Like it just, I just feel like that's wrong. There should be more to protect these players. And I feel like there's no chance of that happening. There's no way whatsoever that any of these NFL players are going to be able to feel secure. You know, yeah, maybe they give the uh, the quarterbacks guaranteed deals. And why just them? Right? I'm not saying give, guarantee, give other skill position or players in general guaranteed cash at the rate of a quarterback. No, I'm not saying that. But I just don't like that they can do that. You know, you build a career, you move your family. If you have a family that came there, you expect for them to uh, honor that contract and believe in you. And it just lets you go like that for salary cap space. Now you got to go out and re-sign somebody else. I mean, re-sign with another team. Well, yeah, New England is going to resign somebody else for much less. And you just lost out on the, out on that money. Something's got to be done. And I know it may take a lot for the players to hold the lockout. And and I remember the scabs of the Washington football team back in the day when they used to have another name. But it's about the power of the players to come together as one. Okay, maybe the 12th man, ha ha ha, not Seattle, the 11th player, the bench players can't do it. But if you get Patrick Mahomes, players on that level saying, yeah, we're holding out too. 
You know, we want guaranteed contracts for all of the players in the NFL. Because you know the owners are making, I mean, come on, Jerry Jones, value the Cowboys, $9 billion. You know he's making hand over fist every season. And still will drop a player to be like, I want to say $500,000. I want to say $250,000. And that player's career could be over. It's unfair. And I know you could easily say, well, life isn't fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Lastly, I don't like that Chelsea lost in the Carabao Cup to Liverpool. I had to uh I had to just stomach that loss. But I'm proud of them to get to the final. Messi's delivering. He saved Miami from losing at the Galaxy with a late goal. That was exciting. I can't believe the price of tickets for games, though. I was trying my hardest to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll go see Messi at DC United. No way. The tickets are already $450 and up. And then they try to make you sign a... Sign a season ticket holder contract. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy for Dave Johnson. They're going to name the the, the the TV booth after Dave Johnson. DC United will. Secondarily, after having Ernie's job, uh, I, I do miss doing play-by-play. Uh, it's just so much fun. I need to get back into it. Someone will have me. Someone will let me do play-by-play for this school. I don't even care if it's high school. I just want to do it. Maybe I'll get back into it someday. Someday. But for now, Bessie and the Just for Sport. Y'all enjoy your sports week, and I know I will. Ciao for now.